Hello everyone, this is Simeon Brazel and this is General Order 4. Thanks for tuning in. On today's episode, we're going to be continuing the discussion that we started with Pastor Hearn and Halana last week. And on this episode, there is a little bit of an audio hiccup because of the distance and because, of course, it is 2020. So I hope that you'll forgive us and still enjoy the episode. There's a lot of great things to hear here. I hope it's an encouragement to you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I think one of the things that that COVID did was it purified a little bit of our our priorities. You know, I think sometimes we overschedule the church, and we have so many events running that the the very the very essentials get neglected, and the training of people, the investment of life, you know, discipleship as it should be, becomes. An additional when it, it ought to be an essential. Thank you for joining us for this episode of General Order 4. On today's episode, we're going to be finishing the interview we started last week with Pastor Hernan Halana of Sydney, Australia. Sitting with a small group or with a one-on-one situation, that's really when, when transformational things happen. When, when a heart right. ministers to another heart face-to-face, there's just something about that that God uses. Yeah, and then I, I'm not off the top of my head. I can't think of the scripture, exactly the reference of it, but um, it, where it talks about how, I think it's the Apostle Paul is saying how my spirit bore witness with your spirit. And that basically that that transaction taking place between those two people where the Holy Spirit within me is talking to the Holy Spirit within you and back and forth. And we can know while we're communicating that the Holy Spirit right. is working between. And that's, that's a real thing that takes place during discipleship. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. You brought up one of the same things that pastor Stewart brought up about how pastors have so many responsibilities. And when I was interviewing him, he was telling me about how, yes, when he first started and began discipling people, uh, he barely had any time at all. But as things went on, his other responsibilities that he thought were so important began to be taken care of by people he'd trained. Um, and so, you know, you, you had mentioned how the pastors often feel like this discipleship thing is on the back burner because they have all these other responsibilities and they don't have time to do it or they may not have enough time to do it. When if in actuality, maybe if they would take the time to do it, all of the other things would no longer be a problem after a certain amount of time because people would be trained and ready to take care of some of those responsibilities. Exactly. Exactly. I, I was reflecting on this whole COVID time and some of the learnings that God gave me. And, you know, I think one of the things that, that COVID did was it purified a little bit of our, our priorities you know, I think sometimes we overschedule the church and we have so many events running that the, the, very, the very essentials get neglected. And the training of people, the investment of life, you know, discipleship as it should be, becomes an additional when it, be, it ought to be an essential. And right. I think that, that what's happened with me is over this course and, and, you know, there's an emphasis with, with me personally, but, and in our church, but that has actually increased during this COVID time because 
those events that we had scheduled no longer were on the calendar. And, mm-hmm. and what I learned from that is next year and in the years to come, I can't overstress the church to the point where I'm no long, I'm not giving myself to the essential work of, of the pastor. Um, you know, we all like events. We all like times where we can, we can see the church excited, but I, I'd give that up for a church that's maturing and fruitful any day. Well, we've done a lot of talking about how um, you go about teaching and training um, people who are aimed towards ministry. By the way, you've got a couple of guys that you're training. How many guys are you training right now? So right now we've got we've got uh, two guys that are um, have our second year internship, and I believe we've got an, another two that's coming up, and then we've I've got a um, we've got two. One who is on staff as an associate, but another fellow who's about to head over to Sri Lanka. So about six guys that's training for and getting ready for ministry. That's awesome. Um, you know, that, that, that's awesome. If, if those six guys are six churches, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. the dream. That's the pipe dream, right? Um, but let, let's kind of switch the conversation over um, because on this podcast, we spend a lot of time talking about how really every believer ought to be discipling somebody. Yep. And uh, I wanted to kind of get your perspective, especially coming from um, what we would call the mission field. Um, right. You're on the other side of the planet, but discipleship seems to work exactly the same, no matter what culture you're in. Mm. So the new believers that you that you as a church are able to um, preach the gospel to those who have accepted Jesus Christ as a personal savior. Um, what, what just kind of speak me- methodology to me, what kind of is the right. process that the church goes through in order to mm-hmm. take those brand new believers and bring them along? So really it's, it's what we've speak, been speaking about already, but you know, from a, from a different point of view, um, it's not preparing them for, for ministry, but preparing them for uh, commitment and, and faithful, you know, um, being a faithful part of the the church body. So what we do is we have those that, uh, that led the the person to Christ follow up and, and start to, you know, schedule some time to meet with them. Then we, yeah, we introduce them into what we, we have a, um, we have a small groups ministry where we've broken up the church into um, smaller segments and that's just, it's just been a blessing actually to see that really come to the fore over this COVID time. And that's really kept the church going, even though we've got restrictions here. But basically we introduce them into that group. That way they can, they can meet people in the church and, and start to fellowship and start to build relationship. But basically the, the person who want them um, will, will work with them or if, because sometimes, you know, the, the person who's won them to Christ, they're already working with two or three people. They'll, they'll assign them to someone who's, um, who's at that, uh, at a mature level, but isn't as, you know, isn't as, um, as committed already. So we mm-hmm. sort of, we sort of just try to figure out where everyone's at and then, then try to tie the, the new believer with someone who is mature in the faith, but may have a similar background or similar story. So, for example, we've had recently, we've had a number of, um, of young families come to the Lord, um, husbands and wives with their young children, and we've tied them uh, 
to someone with some with a similar background. So we've got a a, a young couple who's got a you know whose whose background they've got an Indian background, and so we've got a faithful couple who's got a Sri Lankan background who's um, you know in the next stage of life who are mature believers who. Uh, just no doctrine has have, they have a consistent mm-hmm. walk with God and are just involved in the church and they're working with them every Tuesday night. And I've just seen them grow within the year leaps and bounds uh, that the husband uh, was baptized uh, early in the year, just before COVID hit. And then the, um, his wife just recently made the decision to, to get baptized as well. And they're just growing. They're, they're coming to, they're going, they're, been consistently coming to outreach in the last couple of weeks and they're loving it. They're getting involved. And, and uh, it's due, I think when I look at, look at that to that couple, just being consistently investing themselves in that couple. And, and as a, we've got several listeners who are pastors or aimed at becoming pastors or, you know, in the ministry in some way or another in the future. So speak to that for a second, because you're, yeah, as the pastor, you know, you're the under shepherd under Christ of that particular flock. So in a, in a, at the end of the day, you're the one who reports for how these people grow. So how do right. you as the pastor manage kind of keeping tabs on all of these different people and all of these different people discipling and seeing how people are growing? Um, do you have a system by which people come and report to you or do you just generally just kind of pick and ask questions or how do you do that? So we, we have a, a bit of a system that, you know, we just use as a bit of a reporting tool. We, we have a management system that I just ask our, our leaders to check in when they've met with, um, with their, um, their, disi- their disciple. Um, but that's not really my, my main objective there is just for accountability. But what right. I do is I, yeah, I, I just like to build relationships. So I like to meet with our um, disciples, those who are, you know, are working with people. I just tend to to schedule some time as well in the week where I'm either on a call with them, or checking, or just on a text chain, or uh, meeting with them face to face, and and just you know having a having a coffee. And, and Simi, you're going to know that when you get here, you're going to be spending a lot of time in cafes. That's it's a cafe culture here in in Australia. I love so, coffee. I got nothing wrong with well, that. There you go. There you go. So um, I just think that those times are just as valuable for me. Um, it feeds me actually to, to hear of their testimonies and how, how, you know, those that they're discipling are growing. And then on Sundays, I just try to spend as much time with, um, with new believers, those who are coming through. And uh, just this morning I met with, um, with one of our young men who grew up in the church, but uh, you know, fell out for a little bit and, and has come back and he's going through discipleship. And I just spent time with him and uh, his, uh, the, the man who's discipling him is going through a, a tough time, but um, was just asking how they were going with that. And so it's just those kind of relationship things where you're just, you know, communicating as best as you can, taking every, every available means and, you know, realizing that everyone's um, just trying to get everyone to pull the same way and to, to you know, continue to have that, that fire and zeal for it. Yeah, and I know that organization can be the the thing that keeps you alive or can be the bane of your existence and uh exactly I'm, right. I'm the kind of guy that's uh, that when it comes to like keeping my things organized i'm horrible but when it comes to keeping my computer organized i'm extremely good <laughs> and so 
Yeah, this kind of thing for me, I would want everything done electronically so I could keep it all categorized. But at the same time, you're dealing with human beings and not robots. Right. And yeah. like you said, you it's important for you to maintain relationships with people. Um, but in a way, you kind of have a hierarchy kind of way of doing that because you said you meant right. you, you tend to meet with the people who are the disciplers, not necessarily the people who are being discipled. And that's probably right. the right way to go about doing it. And it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, I think it's, it's all about keeping simplicity as well. You know, I, I'm, I'm similar to you. I love, I love keeping my calendar. I, I do. I'm a fairly scheduled person and I like to keep that organized before me, but I, I also understand people operate differently and I don't want to fit them in a mold, so to speak. I'd rather that they, they're, um, they've got ownership of how, you know, how they're discipling but then have those accountability structures so that they're, you know, they're, they're, they're just making sure that they're doing the work that, um, you know, really we're all driving for. And so really for, for me, the, the key thing is just keeping it simple and, and then keeping it transparent. I won't ask you about curriculums or anything like that because we're, you know, uh, we try to keep it open. Everybody kind of needs to figure out how this works for them. But I will ask you, do you have a kind of systematic way that you go about le- leading someone through scripture? And then does that, how does that person then translate that to somebody else when they begin discipling somebody else? Yeah. So we, we do use some curriculum um, just, just because we do understand that there is, there is a, you want to be able to to say you've covered the the basics and covered some some things, but what I t- tell our disciples is to take their time. Um, don't don't keep it in this lockstep where you know this week you've got to finish this and you've got to finish that. I, I tell them use it as a guide so that you know there's an order of things, but then um, but then make sure that you're taking your time to answer questions to to really you know, dive into scripture with them and really ground them that way. It's not about, it's not about how quickly you, you complete the course. It's about um, grounding them in the truth. And however long that takes, you know, it's, it's really up to the person. It's really up to their, to, to their, to, to how quickly they're growing and how well they're growing. So I'll, I try to tell them, don't, don't be in a rush to do that. And, and, you know, I've seen that as well, again, personally, but then we, the next step we generally like to take them through is just a course that teaches about sanctification and, and that whole idea of how we grow to be like Christ. So there's several resources that we use for that. Um, but again, we, we're, we're trying to ground them in scripture and try to, try to give them that doctrinal, um, that doctrinal training. And then, you know, over the course of that, then, then as people progress into different, um, different, uh, levels of maturity, then they get opportunity to, you know, try to assist in a Sunday school or assist in a small group ministry uh, prior to them, you know, later on down the road, perhaps even taking some sort of leadership where they're teaching and preaching. Um, but, you know, we're, we're at that stage now with a lot of our, our new believers that they're, they're coming to the, um, there's a whole group of them that are coming to the point now where they're getting into that, that, that area of sanctification and what that's all about and how that applies in our day and how that, mm-hmm. that really changes and, and molds us to be more like Christ. And I'm excited because there's a lot of them have, have great potential for, for God to further them maybe in, in a calling. And 
um, there's a handful of them that have expressed that God, God's working on their heart about that. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to behold. So we, we recently did an episode where we talked about the differences between ministry and service, and we defined essentially how the scripture talks about service. It talks about, um, or excuse me, how the, the scripture talks about ministry. When the scripture talks about ministry, it's talking about taking the Bible or the scriptures and influencing somebody with those scriptures. So at what point do the people that are being discipled begin serving in a, in a more service, physical oriented type of way? Um, and then kind of at what point do they then transition from service into beginning to minister the word to other people? Um, what lessons have you covered? How, what, what kind of scriptures have you gotten into before you start um, encouraging them to do some more of those kind of things? No, that's a great question, and definitely I agree with you that there's a difference between service and ministry. Um, you know, I'm a little bit different. I, I believe that everyone who is saved um, is called to a life of service. So I think right from the outset, we, we try to get them into some sort of service type of, um, of, of involvement in the church, whether it's a cleanup crew mm-hmm. or um, some sort of, you know, task oriented service where they're, um, you know, they're involved in a, in some sort of team environment. And then um, as they, they show their, their faithfulness in that and they show a propensity for, you know, a gift in, in teaching or or preaching, then we, we go through, um, I go through a series of lessons that I've, um, I've prepared regarding how to study your Bible um, then how to how to preach and how, or how to teach. So we go through that, and then they get into a mode of of teaching, and we do that on different levels. Obviously, some will be their heart or would be more suited in their gifting to perhaps younger children. So I'll pair them up with a with someone who's already teaching prior to to them taking that next step, and they'll do that for about a year, where they're just assisting, you know, assisting with memory verses assisting with visits and then the year after if they've shown that they've grown and they've matured and you know on the recommendation of someone who's supervising them that they can start to teach um you know here and then here here here, you know now and then with that class that's great yeah and i think that also gives you a certain measurement of faithfulness as well um because that person has proven that they can show up that they'll do the work that they'll be there um, and you can count on them at that point too. So that's, that's really good. Um, so we kind of transitioning us back to this idea of teaching and training people for the ministry. Um, you've got a couple of guys you're doing that with now. Yes. At one point, those guys were working in a service oriented way in the church yes. and they were, uh, and they made this transition into beginning to do some teaching and different things. How did you take that? And because in my opinion and, and what I clearly feel like I find in scripture is that there isn't a distinct line between no. ministry training and discipleship. I feel like it's a continuation of the same thing. Right. Um, those guys that you've taken on essentially to train personally um, have obviously in some way shown you that they are interested in being trained by you for the ministry. Yes. Uh, how does that transition take place? I know it's different in every situation, mm-hmm. but just kind of give me a general. Yeah. So I've, I'm a, uh, I like to observe people. So usually in, 
you know, in a, in the church setting, I'm I'm usually just watching and observing, and I, I particularly, you know, I, I often pray to the Lord to give me some insight as far as anyone in the in the church, and and it's always always that I see young men who are serving in insignificant ways, um, whether it's an usher at the door, and I just see them consistently being faithful and and usually I'll, I'll just pray about a person and then usually at that time they'll either approach me or I approach them about the the, the possibility of them learning to further themselves in scripture so I'll uh, we'll have that conversation at some point and I'll have them to pray about that for you know for a little while and they'll either come back to me with a with a real willingness to be trained or they'll just continue to serve and be happy there. And either way, you know, I, I just, I praise God that's their calling. And so the ones that have come to me and said, look, look, I feel like the Lord's calling me to the gospel ministry. Um, yes, I'd like to be trained. Then what we do is to set aside a couple of days as much as they're able to um, during the week where they're on property. And I just, we just schedule the week together and just, uh, you know, get them to do different things on property, but then also going on visits with me, but then many times just sitting and talking through scripture. And, you know, recently with the two, two young men that are basically in second year internship, um, we've just finished talking about how to, how to study and then prepare to preach the Bible and just going through, you know, how to, how to go and, and go through the process of that. And it's been, a, it's been interesting, you know, and now we're going through some biblical theology and just grounding them in each book, you know, just going from Genesis to Revelation, just going, giving them a, a bit of an overview, but then giving them opportunity to ask, you know, several questions. So we're about to begin that, but I've just, you know, for them, um, again, it's just the Lord just seeing their growth in that, and just giving them an opportunity to preach on a on a Wednesday night to the church, um, I've just seen them grow steadily over the course of this year. With just you know just a one hour or two that we spend when they're on property. Yeah, that's that's great. And so, is there is there a way that you kind of determine for yourself? Um, I know you can't possibly know the ins and outs of somebody else's heart, but you can while you're talking to somebody, having a conversation with somebody, kind of pick up on things. Um, is there a way or a general way that you kind of go about talking to somebody and determining whether or not this person is really suited for this or if they really are being called for it? I think there is. And, and I think it's, there's a scriptural pattern, you know, when you think about um, Acts 13, um, when, you know, Paul and uh, Barnabas were called, it was the, the group of men there that the Holy Spirit touched and, and told that they were to be sent out. So, I, I ask my leaders in um, to observe the guys that I'm I'm praying and training, and I often sit with them and ask them, you know, what's the Lord been speaking to you about in regard to that person? Do you feel do you sense that they're gifted? Have you been fed when they they've spoken to the church? And you know, um, I think when you approach it that way, sometimes your own perspective can get in your way. And I don't want to ever feel like I'm infallible, you know, to, to people and, and not favor them. You know, I don't, I, I want to, 
I walk with the Lord and I want to get his mind on, on how, how, you know, our, our men are doing, but I also know that sometimes I can be blindsided. And so I ask um, several of our leaders in our church, you know, those in ministry leadership, those in um, on staff just to observe and then give me their feedback as well. And I try to get them to spend time with these young men, you know, as a church. I think that's great. Um, uh the book of Proverbs talks about how in the multitude of counselors there is safety. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. So anytime you have, especially if you have men that you know are spiritually minded that, that have some discernment that you can go right. to like that. I think that's, that's excellent. Um, well, I, I don't have any more questions for you necessarily. Is there anything that you have encouragement or advice for other people who, um, maybe in similar circumstances or anything you want to say? I think just in regard to discipleship, you know, again, just be intentional, you know, keep it, keep it something that is at the forefront of, you know, how you minister each week and, and take the time. There's, I don't think there's any greater reward for, for the, you know, in, in ministry and in the Christian life than investing your life in, in someone else's. And it, it will take a bit of your, your time, your effort. It'll take some patience as people grow, mm-hmm. but you know, the Lord helping you, I, I think when you, you see uh, another believer come to maturity and they're fruitful themselves, there's just joy in that. And so I want to encourage everyone. I know that this podcast has been a help to me personally and I hope that, that as you, you know, you, you minister in your area in whatever capacity that you would just keep that in mind. And uh, I just think that at the end of the day, when, when we look back at the work that, that we do for the Lord, there's just going to be a, a great sense of, um, of joy to, to see others produced um, to maturity that way. Well, brothers, it's been awesome talking to you. I've taken a lot of your time. So I appreciate you getting on the podcast and having this conversation with us. And uh, I would just encourage um, our our listeners as they listen to this, the perspective of someone from the other side of the planet, um, from me, you know, I'm, I'm in East Tennessee and we have a totally different way of doing things in East Tennessee than really the rest of the States. But, um, but this perspective from somebody on the other side of the planet, it, and it really, when it comes down to it, the scripture says what it says. It doesn't matter what part of the planet you're on. It, it, discipleship works because relationships works and God d- designed human beings to be relationship driven people. Um, so I think it's really great that they heard coming from you some of the exact same things that they heard coming from uh, you know, pastor. If you haven't listened to the episode yet on the interview that I did with pastor Brian Stewart, um, that would be an excellent one to go back and listen to and compare because some of the things that were said uh, on this episode were almost identical, exactly the same things. And it's because it comes from the same book. And so it's good for people to hear that comparison. Um, but anyways, thank you for so much for listening to this episode of General Order 4. I hope that you tune in next week. New episodes come out every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to like, uh, share, subscribe, and reach out to us. Um, our email uh, address is generalorder4 at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R, General Order 4. And uh, you can reach us as well on Twitter at General Order and the number 4. Uh, so please feel free to reach out to us. If you have any questions, comments about anything that we've said on this episode or any other episode, uh, we would love to talk to you. And uh, if you would like, Pastor Alana, if you don't mind, uh, could you just kind of share some contact information for you as well if people would like to reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Uh, so you can reach me um, on my email, pastor at 
southlandbaptist.org.au or I'm on um, Twitter, just at Hernan Holana. And uh, yeah, we'd love to be in touch. And you can check us out on our website uh, here in Sydney, sbc.sydney. That's great. So thanks again for listening and uh, tune in next week. We'll have a new episode for you then. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of General Order 4. On the next episode, we're going to be talking about having an intentional plan for discipleship. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at generalorder4 at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R. Or on Twitter at General Order, the number four. Please like, share, and subscribe.